Hallelujah. Are you good? You all right? You okay? Shabbat shalom. God is good. I, I want to share a couple of things with you today, but I want you to stand with me just one more time. Hallelujah. Can you play for just a minute yet? Thanks. I want you to lift your hands up. I'm going to come up here. Just lift your hands up. Close your eyes. Separate yourself right now. Because there's a powerful anointing. There's a powerful anointing here today. There's a powerful anointing. Give me even just a little bit more of that if I can, that keyboard. There's a powerful anointing here in the building. Jesus said in Luke chapter 4, verse 18, he was quoting Isaiah chapter 61. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. <laughs> he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me. Say, he has anointed me. Say that again. He's anointed me. He's anointed me to preach the gospel, to open blind eyes, to set those that are captive free, <laughs> to preach that this is the acceptable year of God's favor. Woo! This is the acceptable year of God's favor. Come on, this is the acceptable year. The year when God's free favors profusely abound. The year when God's free favors profusely abound. Lift your hands up. There's an anointing for that. There's an anointing right here. There's an anointing for Australia. Listen, you don't need me to lay hands on you. You don't need Rob to lay hands. You don't need Daniel, Chelsea. You don't need anybody to lay hands on you in particular. Yes, I do believe in the laying on of hands, but Jesus is here. He's anointing his, a generation. Come on, don't get quiet on me now. He's anointing a generation. I'm, I'm prophesying over this nation. I'm prophesying over you. I'm, I'm, I'm prophesying over this nation. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, <laughs> there is freedom, liberty, there is the emancipation from bondage. Chains fall off. Hallelujah. Where the Spirit of the Lord is. And this is what God is doing to this generation. And we all with unveiled faces. That means the veil comes off. We all with unveiled faces as we continue to behold the glory of God like staring into a mirror. <laughs> we're being changed. We're, we're being morphed. We're being transformed into his image from one revelation of glory to another revelation of glory, from one degree to the next degree, from one level to another level until there's a mighty outpouring, a mighty explosion, a mighty impartation, a mighty transformation upon a prophetic people, upon a prophetic house. Come on, lift your hands up into it. There's an impartation right on this word. You just take it now. Just receive it now. Some of you are literally receiving mantles 
of, 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 of a generation, mantles of fire. Give me a little bit more of this. I'm, uh, mantles of fire. Mantles. Come on, don't stop now. Give me a little bit more of that. Can I just a little bit more? For this generation, mantles of fire, mantles of power, mantles of glory, extraordinary miracle working with signs and wonders. Yeah, you feel that vibration? You feel that anointing? You feel that glory? <laughs> Some of you are shaking and you can't stop it because it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with the Word of God, the power of God, the glory of God resting upon you. For the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Say it. Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Say it again. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's anointed me. Say he's anointed me. Shout it out. He's anointed me. Woo! Woo! To preach, to minister, to release kingdom, power, and authority. <laughs> Woo! Look out, devil. You don't need to hear me talk. You don't need to hear me talk. You need an encounter. You need the power of God to rock your world. You need the, the electric lightnings of heaven to rock you. Woo! Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on. Just, just another minute, maybe two minutes. Just another minute, maybe two. Ooh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus! Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Yeah.
time, lift your hands up. Just come on. Watch this. Watch this. singing to him. Just keep singing. Just keep singing. I, I just went into a vision and in the vision I saw many days. I saw the night come. Then I saw the sunrise come. I saw the night come. Then I saw the sun come on the horizon again. You know how you see the dawn of a new day and then you see the, the orange of the sun and the blue skies. I saw many nights and many days, many nights and many days. And I, I saw, I saw um, birds flying across the sky over the ocean. There have been many dark nights, but there's a new day dawning for this country. The sun is rising. I see waves on, on, on the beach breaking. New waves are coming. New waves of glory are coming. I see flocks of birds flying and, and, and they're, they're flying right above the waves, in a, they're adjacent with the waves, and as the waves break, they, they lift off and they take off and they fly back. They're playing in the waves. Mm. It's a new day for Australia. It's a new day. The calls are arising. The sons and daughters are arising. Like Jeff said earlier, the mantles, the mantles, the mantles are coming. There are new pastors coming. There are new church plants coming. There are evangelists that are rising. There are prophets that are coming forth, teachers, schools. We are going to see this nation influenced by Jesus. 
It, it will touch the government. It will touch the primary schools. It will touch the, it will touch the, the colleges, the high schools. It will touch the universities. The fivefold are being raised up. But I see them, they're, they're like 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. And I see within the next five years that they will come. I also see parents. I see the gray-haired with them, and they're walking with them. They're, they're walking behind them, but they're walking with them. And can I say to those that are over 40, it's not too late. It's not too late. It's only just begun. Fulfill your callings. You know you're called. You know you're called to do evangelism. You, you know you're called to be prophetic voices. You know that you're called to teach and preach. You know that you're called to plant a church. Do it. Fulfill your calling. 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 The next wave. Slide. Flow. Ride. Fly. Fly. Wings. Wings. Free to fly. Free to fly. There's an anointing for a newfound freedom. And I say to you, today's a new day. This day is a new day for you. No more dark nights. Sunny days, sunny days, sunny days. Yep. I see an angel. I see an angel above the scene that I'm seeing, and he's carrying a sword. And he's coming down, and I see him just, he's gliding down. His wings are, he's not, he's not, he's, he's a winged angel. He's flying down, and I see him with the sword of the Lord. And I see him, he's coming down. Like, he's getting ready to land, and he's putting the sword into the nation. <laughs> He's putting a sword into the nation. It's the sword of the Lord. It's the word. It's the word of God. Jesus, it, it, there's a, there's, heaven is coming. Heaven is coming to this country. Heaven is coming. Heaven is coming to this country. The sword of the Lord is coming. Pa. It's God's, it's God's, it's God's. No devil in hell can help it. Islam cannot have it. Atheism cannot have it. Secularism cannot have it. No, 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 no. It's God's. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of Israel. It's God's. Australia is the Lord our God's. Australia is the Lord Jesus' nation. Every word will be fulfilled. Every word shall be fulfilled. Shut. 
build upon that which is already built, I pray. Dad. 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 Build. Build on that which has been built. I ask for your sovereignty to come. Touch the churches, the little churches, the big churches, all the churches, every denomination. Touch them. Dad, call on them. Tell them right now. Cry out to Dad right now. We ask for your touch, Daddy. Dad, Dad, Dad. Let this year be the year. Let it forever change. Let the new day dawn and let the sun arise. We call the new day forth. Jesus, the sun. Jesus, the sun. We dedicate this nation once again. We say this is the Lord of glory. Thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions. Let it touch the media. Let it touch the news. Let it touch the leaders of the nation. Jesus' name, Daddy, we thank you for what you're doing today. We thank you for what you're doing 2018, what you're doing this year, we are expectant. Thank you for a day in your presence, a day of miracles, a day of healings. I pray that everyone in this room would be healed. Jesus' name, Father. Lord, as Moses said, show us your glory. Let us see you today. Hallelujah. Wow. Give me just a little bit more. I'm just going to speak quietly and save my voice. <sighs> this year, you see, I didn't talk with Rob. Rob didn't talk with Mank. That's not how this works. It's when, it's when we get into that place with God, when we get into that place with the Holy Spirit, that God begins to confirm amazing things. And a lot of what he just did is what, what I had, which is why you never let a prophet take a microphone before you, because they completely, you know, just steal your message. But actually, words come, words come because they confirm. Just go ahead and have a seat, sit on the floor, sit down, just whatever you want to do, lay on the floor, I don't care. But just stay in this place. I'm not going to go long. I'm not going to go long. Listen to me. I want you to turn your ears on and I want you to listen. This year is key. Say key. And if I could just get a little bit more of that, I'm just setting atmosphere because God's going to do something. I want you to listen to me. In 1948, 
I had I had a word. Oh, it goes back to it goes back to last year. It goes back to it goes back to Rosh Hashanah. How many are familiar with Rosh Hashanah? Rosh Hashanah this past year. You know, we, we do things according to the Gregorian calendar, which is the fiscal calendar year, which is January through December. That's not how God does things. God does things according to his calendar. Somebody say amen. Israel is God's timepiece, not the Gregorian calendar. And the feasts and all these different things, even though it's all under Christ, you know, there's neither Jew nor Greek nor Gentile. We are all under Christ. We are all in Christ. There's not one contract for them and one con it has nothing to do with that. We are in Christ. He is the fulfillment of Scripture. Somebody say amen. Okay, so here's the deal. But God still promises to move. He still does things according to his systems and his cycles. And before he, he does anything on the planet, he always reveals what he's going to do in the heavens. The stars, the heavens. The heavens declare the glory of God. They declare the will of heaven. Whenever he begins to do something new on the planet, he first reveals it in the heavens above. The heavens are nothing more than a cosmic timepiece that keeps perfect time, synchronization for systems and cycles and, you know, however you want to, whatever you want to call it. I don't want to get too deep into that because it freaks a lot of Christians out. It's just ridiculous because, you know, God created the heavens and the earth. The heavens are the Lord's heavens. He created them. The systems, the seasons, you know, they're all his. The four winds, they belong to him. He created them. The occultists tried to take it and pervert it. You know, new age and, you know, uh, astrology. And they can get supernatural information out of the heavens. But it doesn't belong to them. It belongs to us. It belongs to God. The heavens declare times and seasons what God is going to do. When Jesus Christ came the very first time, hallelujah, you know, these wise men that followed him, they, 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 were, they followed a star. They said, we've seen his star in the east because the heavens were declaring there was a birthing that was taking place. Come on now. I'm going to make Pentecostals out of you to say, to say, come on, amen, preach. They followed his star. They followed his star. And you know why? Do you know who these wise men were? They were Babylonian astrologers. They weren't kings. They came from the east, but they came from Babylon. And you know why they came from Babylon? Because there was a prophet some 515 years prior by the name of Daniel. Boomba shakalaka, boom. There was a prophet by the name of Daniel who prophesied, who, who, who spoke about a great king that was to be born. So many days, so many months, right down to the very. And they, and they set out before the star even appeared in the heavens because they trusted this prophet because he brought the word of the Lord from Nebuchadnezzar. He brought the word of the Lord to Xerxes. He brought the word of the Lord to King Cyrus. He brought the word of the Lord, you know, uh, about, uh, about uh, interpreting the king's dreams out of Daniel chapter 2, verse 22. 
You know that we're going to destroy all. The, 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 the King Nebuchadnezzar employed astrologers to get supernatural information out of the heavens and out of the dream, the realm of dreams. They were employed by the king to get supernatural information from the spirit world. And the king had a terrifying dream. And he woke up, he said, I want all my paid astrologers now. And they pulled them together and he said, here's what's going to happen. I had a horrific dream last night. You're going to tell me the interpretation of the dream. And not only are you going to tell me the interpretation of the dream, but you're going to tell me what I dreamed because this is what I pay you for. And if you can't tell me what I dreamed and the interpretation of the dream, I am going to kill you all. You're not worth your weight. I said, this is impossible. You know, we can't do that. You know, king, we can't do that. But we know that there's one man who can. He knows the God of the heavens. He knows the king. He knows the God of heaven and earth. His name is Daniel. So they all said, get him, get him, get, get Daniel. And they brought Daniel down. And he stood before the king. I'm telling you, there's a generation of prophets that are coming, that are rising. That they, they will have the, the laser sharp, dead on prophetic revelation that you're able to stand confidently before kings with consistency and deliver the word of the Lord. That generation of prophets is yet to be seen, but we're going to see it. It's a Daniel company, it's an Elijah company. They, they are razor-sharp, new-breed prophets who know the mind of God, the very mind of Christ. Uh, see, Rob, that's what you're going to be raising. So they brought Daniel, and they stood before King Nebuchadnezzar, and King said, told him exactly the same thing. He said, this is what we're going to do, King. I'm going to take myself and my colleagues, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We're going to pray. And God will reveal to me the interpretation of your dream. He will reveal to me what you dreamed and the interpretation of it. So they began to pray. Now, you can look at Daniel chapter 2. I'm not going to get into it. Daniel chapter 2, they began to pray. They began to fast and they began to pray. And in Daniel chapter 2, or verse 20, it says that it was revealed in, in a vision, in a night vision, uh, what, the, what the king's dream was and the interpretation. And verse 22 says... God praised and thanked the God of heaven, the God of the heavens, for he, for he knows what is in the darkness and the light is, dwells with him. He reveals the deep and the hidden things. It's a generation of prophets that God is going to be revealing the deep, supernatural, spiritual, the deep and the hidden things, systems and cycles and times and seasons and, and the will and the mind of God for governors, for, for, for presidents, for kings, for rulers, with razor-sharp, deadly accurate precision. <laughs> because life and death literally are hanging in the balance. 
Daniel revealed to the king, this is what you dreamed and the interpretation of the dream. I'm not going to get into it, but it was all about a king that would come. It was all about the kingdom of God. It was all about the stone that was cut out of the mountain without human hands. And how this stone grew as a large mountain in the earth. And it completely crushed and subdued all other kingdoms. Hallelujah. And of the increase of his government and of the increase of this mountain and of the increase of this large stone that grew into a mighty mountain, there will be no end. And it will completely subdue and crush all other and lesser kingdoms on the planet. He was, and, he, and he revealed that it was the Messiah out of Daniel chapter 7. Now, I don't want to get into all of this. These wise men who followed his star were Babylonian astrologers. They knew that Daniel was a prophet. So when he prophesied about the great king coming, they, they knew that he was a man of God because God revealed to him things that were only, that only could be revealed by God. So they came bringing gold. According to the word of the Lord of Daniel, frankincense, myrrh. They weren't kings. They were Babylonian wise men. When they they followed his stars because God revealed in the heavens, uh, they, 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 they knew according to the heavens and according to the word of the Lord of Daniel the prophet when this great supernatural heavenly king was to be born. Are you guys following me? So on the, on the very first day this year, Rosh Hashanah was on 922 to 924. I'm not going to read Daniel 9.22 through 9.24, but go back and read it. But on 9.25, it was all about Gabriel coming. It was all about Daniel, you are highly loved. You are known in heaven because you know times and seasons. You are highly favored. God sent Gabriel as a consequence to Daniel. Because he had high favor on his life. But on, on the very first day this year, this new Rosh Hashanah, which was 925, there was a sign that appeared in the heavens that caught most, most of the astrolo- astronomical community and biblical scholars off. They didn't, they didn't catch it. Now remember, the heavens declare the glory of God. The heavens always declare what God is getting ready to release on the planet. On 925 this year, there are there was a virgin that appeared in the heavens, Virgo. Virgin, say virgin. It's a constellation. By the way, this nation is called the Great South Land of the Holy Spirit for a reason. Because there's a northern star in the heavens that marks it. Don't make me back this up. The Virgo appeared in the heavens. She normally has nine stars. Have you heard this? Nine stars on her head. But Leo the lion, apostolic, was over the top of her. And those, there were three more stars that were added to her crown. So now there were 12 stars on the top of her head. Not only were there 12 stars, but the sun was in her chest. The moon was at her feet. And she was pregnant with Jupiter. Jupiter was coming through her loins. She was pregnant. Jupiter is the king of the planets. Now, in, 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 
well, she, Jupiter is the king of the planets. I'll just leave it at that. If you want to look at Greek mythology, Jupiter and Zeus and all, none of that matters. Jupiter is the biggest of the planets. So she was pregnant with Jupiter, the king of planets. She was getting ready to give birth. She was in labor. I was in Kiev, Ukraine when, when that took place. I woke up in the morning, and I'm not going to go into all the details of how that all happened, but the Lord was, I was quoting Revelation chapter 12 on 925 in Kiev, Ukraine when I woke up that morning thinking, what in the world is going on? This is what Revelation chapter 12, Jesus help me. Revelation chapter 12 says, just just listen to me. You can read it later. Make a note. But just, I want you to listen to me. Revelation chapter 12, starting at verse 1, says this. It says, And a great sign appeared in the heavens. It was a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and with a crown-like garland of 12 stars on her head. She was pregnant. She cried out with birth pains and in anguish. And then it says, there was another sign. Behold, a huge fiery red dragon with seven heads, ten hordes, uh, and, uh, and his tail swept across the sky and dragged down a third of the stars. Now we know who that is. And, and he positioned himself in front of the woman that he might devour her child as soon as it was born. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to get into all the details of that, but it sounds pretty strikingly similar doesn't wouldn't you agree so what are you saying Jeff are you saying are you saying now Jeff are you saying that this was Revelation chapter 12 that took place and 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 on September the 25th no I'm not saying that but I'm saying there are some parallels and God is speaking something is happening there's a new birth that's taking place there's a birthing there's a, a son that's being born upon the planet. Now, it's not another Christ, but it, they are Christ-like ones. Colossians 20, 1.27 says, it's Christ in me, the hope of glory. I do believe this. I believe that that parallel is there, and I believe that God was saying something through this thing. Most scholars missed it. Now, they picked up on it later on. Most astrologers missed it. And this event, listen to this, this event caught them off guard. It has never appeared in our solar system in 7,000 years. Never, and everything appears in cycles, even comets appear in cycles. This constellation, this configuration coming together of the lion and the virgin, apostolic, birthing, has never appeared in our, in our constellation. For 7,000 years. Now, I'm going to leave that right there just for a minute. This year, we are in a season of birthing. 2018 is absolutely key. In 1948, 1948, Israel became a nation. May the 14th, say May 14th. Say May 14th. Say it again. 1948. Israel became a nation. Natural government. It was an impossible thing to take place. It was an impossible thing to do. 
There's no way Israel could have ever regained and, and, been, and become a nation again except God. May the 14th, 1948, Israel was reborn. Now, natural government, say natural government. May the 14th. Come on, say it with me. February the 12th, 1948. In North Battleford, Saskatchewan, Canada, there was an outpouring called the Latter-day Rain. It was the beginning of what would be the late 40s and early 50s great white tent revivals. William Branham, who had the visitation from the angel in 1946, May the 7th. William Branham, G. Gordon Lindsay, founder of Christ for the Nations. Oral Roberts, A.A. A. Allen, Jack Coe, all the greats. Paul Kane was there. All these, and America and the nations were in revival. Late 40s through the 50s. That happened February the 12th. 12, double 12s. Government, 12, 12 stars. Double government, double 12s. February the 12th, 1948. So you've got Israel, May the 14th, 1948, natural government. And you've got spiritual birth and spiritual government in revival, February the 12th, 1948. Natural, supernatural. This year marks a 70-year anniversary of 2018. 70, say 70. It's a 70-year anniversary. It's a point, it's a mark of, a, it's, a, it's a point of demarcation. It's a point where you, you come up to this place and all of a sudden you cross a threshold in the realm of the Spirit. You can, you can knock on that door all day long and it will not open to you until the time-synchronized vault comes all the way full circle and all of the tumblers line up in the lock and you're able to open that door and it swings open. You have to wait. It's time-synchronized, times and seasons. doesn't matter what it looks like. Scripture says, and at the fullness of time, God sent his son. He couldn't come before that and he couldn't come after. He had to come at the fullness of time. Oh, do not make me preach this. <laughs> at the fullness of time, God sent us at the fullness of time. Here it is. The door opens. After 70 years. Daniel, Daniel the prophet, they're in Babylonian captivity, remember? Nebuchadnezzar came. Wham! destroyed Solomon's temple. They hauled them all off into Babylonian captivity, took all the silver, took all the gold, took all the precious things out of the temple and brought it into Babylon, which is modern-day Iran. Ooh, in Baghdad. That's where his kingdom was. And here's Daniel. He's one of these prophets He's being tested in that system, tested in that empire, tested in Babylonian ca captivity. Here is Daniel. Oh, my God. And one night after being there decades, Daniel's reading out of the book of Daniel chapter 9. 
And he says this, in the first year of Darius, the son of Azusaris, who was king over the realm of the Chaldeans in Babylon, he said, in the year of his reign, I, Daniel, I understood from the book of Jeremiah that the number of years that must pass that we would be in captivity, and it was 70 He's reading out of the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 10. All of us know what 29, 11 is, right? For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Chapter 29, verse 10 says this, And after 70 years, you will be released to go back to your native land and rebuild for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, plans of peace to prosper you, that you might have a hopeful future. A hopeful future. Daniel's reading. They've got the book of Jeremiah. It's already considered canon. He's reading the book of Jeremiah. He's realizing, oh, my God. We've been here for 68 years in Babylonian captivity. So he begins to pray. He begins to confess his sins. I'm telling you, it's time to pray. Because God is getting ready to do something in this nation. And even the heavens are telling that it's coming. It's unstoppable. And the devil is powerless to do anything about it. Woo! Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let me, let me, I'm going to read that in a second. Oh, my gosh. Hold on. I got to, I'm going to look. It's talking about the courts of time. Let me get this, and then I want you to share that. Hold on a second. So, so here's what happens. Yeah, I'm going to hear that. That's good. Um, so what happens is. He begins to pray. We've been here 68 years. We've been here 68 years in Babylon. And he begins to pray. He begins to confess his sins and the sins of his nation. What got him into Babylon in the first place? Oh, God, please forgive. Forgive us, Lord. Please forgive. Come on, share this quickly. What is it? It's, uh, here's courts of a... These were the tens last night for me. The Bible numerology code. Yeah, that's good. Number 10, the biblical meaning, the number 10 is completed course of time. Oh, that's good. The completed course of time or the completeness of divine order. Today, this number is used only when referring to any kind of ranking or when described anything that is near perfection. The number 10 is the symbol of matter in harmony, but it is the biblical meaning of the number 10, which means completed course of time. That was really good. So that was a bang on word because now is the time. Say, now is the time. Now listen to me. So he begins to pray confess the sins of the people, the sins of his nation. He begins to pray. He's confessing his sins. And, and verse, verse 18 says this. It says, uh, verse 19, O Lord, hear and forgive. Lord, give heed, act, do not delay for your own name's sake. Oh, my God, because of your city and your people that are called by your name. Verse 20 says this, while I was yet speaking and confessing my sins and the sins of my people in Israel. Yes, while I was speaking, verse 21, in prayer, Gabriel, whom I had seen, remember that? Whom I had seen in a former vision was caused to fly swiftly in front of me and touched my mouth 
at the time of the evening sacrifice. Verse 22, this was the very first day uh, of, of the very first day of Rosh Hashanah, 23, 22. He instructed me and he made me understand. He talked with me and he said, oh, Daniel, I am now come forth to give you skill. I'm coming to give you wisdom. I'm coming to give you understanding. I'm coming to give you knowledge, four keys. For when you began to pray, at the very first moment you were heard. Now, this happened the day after Rosh Hashanah, the very first day of the Hebrew calendar New Year this year. That took place in heaven. That sign. Very first day. Now, Daniel's praying. He's confessing his sin. After 70 years, this is what the Lord told me. He said, Jeff, this year, there's a release. There is something that's being birthed. There's a new birthing that's taking place. He told me it was a new eagle. He told me there's a new eagle that's being birthed upon the planet. Remember last night I shared with you in the latter days to... Verse 2, 17, 18, 19, 20. In the latter days, I will pour out my spirit, and your sons and your daughters will prophesy. God is releasing upon the planet right now a new eagle. There's a new eagle that's coming forth. This is the year of the eagle, 2018. You can't make this stuff up. This is the year of the eagle. There's a new eagle that's being introduced into planet Earth that has never been on the planet. This eagle, the Lord told me, is spiritually ambidextrous. It's both seer and nabi. It nabi means to bubble up, prophesy. You just start speaking and you bubble up and you start pro proclaiming the will of God. But it's also the, the seer realm, the seer eagle and the nabi eagle, ambidextrous. Prolipid with both realms. He said the devil is powerless to stop this generation. The devil cannot stop this generation. He said, this is what the Lord told me. He said, Jeff, before I came the first time, Elijah the prophet came. Jesus even said, if you, if you, can, if you can believe me, John was Elijah. Elijah came before the first coming of Christ, and he is coming before the next coming of Christ. But he's not going to come as a man. He's going to come as a corporately anointed, an Elijah company, a company that carries the spirit and the power of Elijah, a prophetic people that move with deadly, sharp, razor, accurate. The heavens listen to Elijah. How long will you be between two opinions in 1 Kings 18? How long will you serve God or serve Baal? But don't serve both. You can't serve both. You'll either serve Baal or you'll serve. i tell you what we're going to do. The, the God that answers by fire, let him be God. <laughs> Woo! The God that answers by fire. You know what happened. You know what happened. 
the 400 prophets of Baal, they set up their altar. They cut themselves. They called on the name of Baal from morning till night. Elijah grew weary with them and said, where is he? Tired of waiting for Baal. Oh, maybe he's on vacation. Or why don't you yell a little bit louder? Maybe he's sleeping and he can't hear you. And he mocked Baal. Finally, he said, that's enough. And he, and he, he erected the 12 stones of the altar that they tore down, that Jezebel and Ahab tore down. He erected the, <laughs> he erected the altar, put everything back in order. He brought the sacrifice. He said, dig a trench around this thing. Fill it with water. John the Baptist. Fill it with water again. Douse it with water again. John the Baptist. Fill it with water. Douse it. Saturated with water. And he turned his attention toward God and he said, Oh God, we're not praying this prayer for, for our sake, but so that all of Israel would know. That there is a God in Israel. Before he finished speaking, fire came from heaven, consumed the sacrifice, licked up the water in the trench. The people fell upon their face and they said, The Lord, He is God. He is. You see, Elijah turned the hearts of the people back toward God. John the Baptist turned the hearts of the people back toward God. This generation of revivalists will turn the hearts of people back toward God. Revival will come to the nation. There is a birthing coming. It's happening. It is supernatural. Even the heavens, the elements are declaring the glory of God, declaring the will of heaven. Now listen to me. Oh, my God, I'm shouting. Where's my water? Listen to me. There is a heavens. There are stars in the heavens. He, uh, 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 Rob was talking about it last night. This nation was founded under the Southern Cross. This nation declared to be the great south land of the Holy Spirit. May the 14th. Say May the 14th. Israel became a nation May the 14th. May the 14th. 14, yeah, 1606, 1606, May the 14th, 1606, which was 412 years ago, this year, for the word of God, Hebrews 4.12 says, see, this is what the Lord gave me, you didn't know. Because you know nothing. Me, we're like, we're supposed to be empty headed when we show up. May the 14th, 1606, which was 412 years ago this year. And the Lord said, Here, I'm bringing a sword to the nation. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 says this For the word of God is quick, it's powerful, 
It's sharper than a double-edged sword. Sharper than a double-edged sword. That double, you know what the double edge of the sword of the Lord is? Do you know what it is? It's Rhema and Logos. Logos, word of God. Rhema, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. It's the spoken rhema, divine spoken utterance. It's the power of the spoken word. Do not, the power of the spoken rhema, spoken word, John Alexander Dowie. The power of the spoken word. There's a, there's a sword coming up out of the nation. This May the 14th marks the 412 year anniversary. On the same day Israel became a nation, 70 years. Do you see how you're linked? Do you see how you're linked? And that's why you're here on the Gold Coast. Because there's a house of prophets. Rob, there's a house of prophets that God has called you before the foundation of the world, before the foundation of the earth, to be razor sharp, deadly accurate. The spirit and the power of Elijah functioning in and through an Elijah generation, a Daniel company that will stand before kings, presidents, prime ministers, rulers in Southeast Asia, all over Europe, in this nation, Australia, America, South America, and we're in under the ends of the earth. And these governments, these presidents, these prime ministers are looking for the Daniels to bring the word of the Lord with with consistency and deadly accuracy because governments and systems and, and, and literally the lives of people and nations hang upon the word and the consistency of the word that they bring. The days are over of mediocrity. The days are over of, of, of those who prophesy into the wind and the hit and miss. Those days are over. The spirit of the Lord is upon you, is upon me. The spirit of wisdom, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of revelation, the spirit of understanding. The spirit of God is resident. There's something being poured out. Even the heavens are declaring that there's a birth. It's an apostolic virgin birth bringing forth a kingdom power, uh, plan, a king, king of all kings, a kingdom power, a kingdom ability that will, that will cause kings and presidents and prime ministers and nations to tremble at the word of the Lord. It's happening right here in Australia. It's happening in America. It's happening in nations. Bob Jones was my spiritual pop. He said, Jeff, he said, the heavens, always look to the heavens. He said, the heavens declare the glory of God. 412 years on the 70-year anniversary. 70 is they're coming out of Babylon. 
God is raising up a King Cyrus to release his people. And he's going to give them all of the gold. He's going to give them back what was taken, the silver, the gold, all of the precious things that were robbed from the previous 70 years. In the book of Haggai, chapter 2, they had been released 14 years at this point. King Cyrus released them. That's what the book of Haggai is all about. They were back home in, is in, in, in Israel. They were there 14 years, and Cyrus gave them all of the gold and all of the silver and all of the precious things that his great-great-grandfather Nebuchadnezzar took when they destroyed Solomon's temple. And the word of the Lord came to Haggai. Ezra was one of those prophets. Zechariah was there. Daniel was there. They were all there. Joshua the high priest. And the word of the Lord came to Haggai and said, you're building your own houses, yet my house lies in ruin. Why do you put money in your pockets only for it to fall through the holes in your pockets and everything just kind of seems to go away? It's because you are not making my house your priority. He said, now be strong, be very courageous because I'm with you. And I will be with you, says the Lord, just like when you came out of Egypt. Well, what was that like? He said, yet once more, I'm going to shake the starry heavens. They came out with signs and wonders. Yet once more, I'm going to shake the earth and shake the sea. And all the precious things will come in. For the gold is mine. The silver is mine. And the glory of the latter house will be greater than anything Solomon's temple had ever seen. He said, stop looking at Solomon's temple like, how are we ever going to rebuild that? I'm not asking you to. He said, it's my glory. Oh, it's my glory. My glory on a generation. My glory. My spirit. My. He said, the silver is mine. The gold is mine. And when they came out of Egypt, they bankrupted that nation with all the gold and all the silver. And there was a healing revival. There was not one feeble among them, Psalm 105 said. This is what's coming to the nations. This is what's coming to this nation. This is what's coming here, Daniel. This is what's coming here. This is what's coming to Australia. And we're in the season. Even the heavens are declaring the glory of God, the power of God of God, the glory of God. May the 14th, 1609, May the 14th, 1948, revival in the natural which shook the nations. And Israel became a nation. You're linked to Israel. You know what May the 14th, 1609 was? Pentecost Day. It was the day of Pentecost where the fire came from heaven, where the Holy Spirit was poured out. The fire of God poured out. That's the promise for you. This is the promise for this nation. I'm bringing you the word of the Lord. 
you get it? Do you receive it? And the glory of the Lord filled the temple. So much so that the priests were not able to minister. You are now that temple. It's time to let the glory, the cloud, the Shekinah presence out of the temple. Everywhere you go, if you're in university, it's time for the glory of the Lord to fill the temple. If you're in business, it's time for the glory of the Lord to fill the temple and touch Everywhere you go. You see, in the Old Testament, they would go to the temple, Solomon's temple. In our present day, you are the temple that is able to go everywhere. Isn't that wonderful? You are carriers of his glory. The temple of glory in this one has come. And the glory of the Lord filled the temple. It's not this building. It's you. When we all leave this building, that Shekinah presence goes everywhere. It's time for the temples to be activated to understand the fullness of the glory of the Lord. The weighty presence, the kabod, where God says, I am going to come and sit down among my people. You see these prayer meetings that are being planned in, in this territory for what's about to happen? It's the glory coming out of the temples. What's going to happen in the stadium is that the glory is going to come out of the temples. And the cloud is going to cover the city. And the wind is going to blow this manifest presence and it's going to cover the nation. It's going to go through the airwaves. It's going to go through television screens. It's going to go through computer screens. It's going to go through the phones. iPhones are going to be covered with the glory. The glory is going to be transferred throughout the nations from this occurrence. In 2008, May 14th, I had the privilege of being on God TV on the anniversary of Israel, the 60th birthday. Now it's the 70th coming. And during that night of meetings, there was about 
10,000 people there. But the word of the Lord came for Israel. I had a word for Israel, and I had a word for the son of Benjamin. His name was Benjamin Netanyahu. And I prophesied to Benjamin Netanyahu on God TV. Now, at that time, the, the running for prime minister was taking place, and there was two parties, just like national and labor here in this country. There, there, there was the two parties, like Republican and Democrats. Benjamin Netanyahu was a former prime minister, but he was not running for office. He was pretty much retired, and there was a woman that was running for office for his party. And the word of the Lord came to me, and I began to prophesy on God TV that Benjamin Netanyahu would be raised up like a David for the nation, that he would be raised up and he would be a deliverer of Israel. He would protect God's people. He would protect Israel. And God would use him to take down the Goliaths that would come against Israel. That salvation was coming to his household and salvation was coming to Israel. Little did I know that there was a gentleman from South America, a pastor named Claudio Friazon, that was sitting on the platform. Afterward, I sat down after the meeting. I sat down and he looked at me. He goes, I know him. I know Benjamin Netanyahu. I, I'm going to get this word to him. All of a sudden, within a matter of a few weeks, the lady stepped down and Benjamin Netanyahu stepped up and he won and became the prime minister. This was 10 years ago. There is a prophetic 10. 10. 10. I kept on saying 10s last night. I do not, I know what five means. Five means grace. I did not know what the biblical meaning for 10s was. The fullness of time. Unto complete perfection. Just stay here. So I told Sid Roth at the beginning of 2017, I said by 2018 in this season, after Rosh Hashanah, I said the American embassy will move from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem in commemoration of the 1948 Israel becoming a nation 70 year anniversary. Well, guess what's happened? I mean, there was no talk about that. It's not in the news. You can't Google it. I'm not a Google prophet. We're not Google prophets. God bless them. But that's exactly what's taking place. Go ahead. Now, what happens with Israel in the natural is what happens with us, the engrafted branch in the spirit. It's time for the temple to be rebuilt. It's time for the temple to be rebuilt. It's time this hour, this season, for the temple to be rebuilt, the temple of glory, the temple you are, the temple of what is about to happen in the earth. The nations of earth will carry the glory of God through the mobile temples that are moving throughout the streets, that are moving throughout the universities and the schools and the business places. Moms, you are raising mobile temples in your sons and your daughters that are going to be carriers of the shine of 
the Shekinah glory of God. Every which way we go, we're carriers where the manifest presence of the cloud of God comes. We were having lunch today, and I looked, and, and we started to worship the Lord, and I looked at Daniel, and the glory of God manifested, and I saw gray mists on his face. I've been in meetings where I've seen where one has been speaking, and I've seen this myself, where the cloud comes like a spray out of the person's mouth and covers the people. Where a hand is waved and I watch the cloud fly across the room. That's how I learned how to call out words in the room. I would see the cloud move around in the room and I knew God was touching people and that's how he was guiding through the room. You are going to see the resident glory, the Shekinah glory, where the cloud comes and it does not leave. I've been in a room once where I saw the cloud of glory about two meters thick across the room hovering. It covered the entire room. We start talking about the glory. The glory is Jesus. The manifest presence of the spirit of Jesus. Don't be surprised if the voice comes and speaks out of the cloud. This is thick right now. Lord, we worship you. You are the cloud. Just worship him right now. Just tell him you worship him. What you worship. Yeah. Jesus. This is what we're going to do. Stay right here, Rob. I want to open up the altar right now. And I'm going to ask you, if this is you, and you're saying this is me, we, we are the temple. I want you to fill me with your cloud. God, I want you to fill me. With your glory. Come on up here, Rob. I want you to fill me with your glory. I want you to I want you to come and find a space. Even if it's just for just 10 minutes. I want you to lay down, sit down, kneel before the Lord. I want you to just come and say, Lord, fill me with your glory. Grab my bag for me, please. Lord, fill me with your glory. Fill me with your presence. Fill me with your glory. Now is the time. Now is the season. This is the time. There's a whole lot more happening this weekend than just having a fire conference. God is saying something to this nation. He's saying something to this church. He's saying something to this movement. Amos 3.7 says, Surely the sovereign Lord does absolutely nothing without first revealing his plan to his servants, the prophets. Just come before the Lord. Just come before the Lord. Daniel, come on up here. I want you to sing prophetically. Just come up for just a few minutes. I want you to sing prophetically. Sing the song of the Lord for this place, for this house. Here you go. It's time. Times and seasons. Yeah. 
ever been times and seasons seventy years seventy years seventy years cause it's all about my heart says the Lord It's all about my heart for you, says the Lord. I didn't want you in Babylon. I don't want you in exile any longer, says the Lord. I'm leading you out of exile. Sit on up here with me and come and see how I see. Sit up here with me, come and see how I see. Come and lean right into my chest and hear my heart beat for you, for you, for you. I didn't want you in exile. See as I see and come up here, seated in heavenly places. And come and see, cause we're far above principalities. Yeah. Far above principalities and powers and wickedness in the heavenlies. Come and see how I see, come and feel how I feel, come and hear my heart beat. I see you once you hear as I hear once you feel as I feel we're gonna reach on down gonna reach on down reach on down and pull them on up we're gonna reach on down and pull them on up cause there's so many broken so many hurt 
many lost, so many lost. And I'm going to send you into the deep waters. I'm going to send you into the darkest places. Now that you see is I see, because I didn't want you in exile. I didn't want you in Babylon. Seventy years, times and seasons. 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 Seventy years. I don't know if you guys are aware, but this church was officially established on May the 14th. It's time. And we only just joined the dots as Jeff was sharing and revealing the 70-year anniversary with Israel. You may call it coincidence if you like, but I'm over that and I've seen it too many times now. It's the language of the Spirit. It's the language of the Spirit. It's God. Cause it's time, it's time, it's time, it's time. Ready or not, ready or not, here I come, says the Lord. Ready or not, ready or not, here I come, says the Lord. Ready or not, ready or not, ready or not, here I come, says the Lord. It's time, it's time, it's time, it's time, ready or not. Ready or not, ready or not, here I come, here I am, I am, I am, I am, I'm the great I am. Ready or not, ready or not, here I am. Da 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 da. Zaraba, yes, Jesus, we love you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We believe you, God. I pray, Father, I know for me, this is not only inspiring me and building faith, the Word of the Lord, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, but it's also inspiring me to go deeper. I really feel prophetically that God's saying, let this not only excite you, but inspire you to go deeper, not only in meetings like this, but in the secret place. I believe that God wants to build upon what's happening over these three days, to inspire, to build faith. He's calling us deeper into the secret place. And some of us, I feel, we've been riding maybe some of the 
days gone by, days in the past, but I feel like, and I know he's calling me to this, and I feel like others are involved in this too, but he's calling you into the secret place to put time aside, maybe even to take a week out and just go deep into fast. You know, when Daniel realized the times and seasons, when he realized, when he studied the, the prophetic words and he realized that they were coming into the time of deliverance from Babylon, coming out of exile, he committed to the secret place. He committed to 21 days of prayer and fasting. I know this house has just completed a 21-day fast. I know my wife felt to actually extend that out to 40 days, and she's still in that at the moment, coming towards the end of that. But I feel a drawing to, for, for more of that, to go into that secret place, because there is also a warfare. The enemy knows that it's time. The enemy knows that it's time for deliverance. And so there's a battle in the heavenlies, and prayer and fasting, we, we can co-labor with God through prayer and fasting to see the breakthrough, to see the victory for your family. Um, uh, Bella just came up to me and she said, did you know today is the 10th? And I'm like, there's another 10. But it's also the day of Purim in the Jewish calendar, which is the day of purity. So there's another part of what's being interwoven over the weekend. The stars are coming in line and the dates are coming in line and the, the timing of heaven. All of us here, we're, we're here by divine appointment. We're here because all the parts of this beautiful tapestry of God are being interwoven right now and all of us in this room have a part to play in it. You know, I I, uh, I was on the phone yesterday with, uh, with Jeff and Daniel and I was in the Gold Coast and as I started speaking with them, I hung up, I told them, yeah, I'm coming. I hung up and I started walking and I said, oh, I've had this dream before. Then I went into the airport and I was standing in line getting ready to board on the plane and I said oh I've had this dream before and I said oh I'm in destiny's timeline right now we are living out eternity and God sees this as a very important moment concerning Australia concerning his people concerning what's happening with this sovereign ability to put everything together and connect all the dots for us to say, yes, we agree with heaven. Yes, Father, your will be done. Yes, Father, it's Australia's time. We were born for such a time as this, y'all. You are born for such a time as this. And then the days and the nights and the nights and the days, it's the season and the times. This is an appointed time right now. This is destiny being fulfilled. This is eternity and the eternals coming into the natural. This has already happened in the eternal realm. We are just catching up with time so we can have it discovered so then we can fulfill what's on his heart. And I want to encourage you. As I was talking about all of you being the temples of glory, remember also that there's a mercy seat in the temple. 
And this thing is going to be so filled with mercy. Make sure you give mercy. You sow mercy. You release the anointing of mercy to everyone around you. This is going to be a movement that brings the mercy, the compassion, the love of Jesus to the lost. We need a mercy movement in the church again. Mercy will destroy religion. Mercy and glory, the love of God, thanksgiving, praise, and worship, it will destroy religion. It will drive out religion. This will be a season for many to be healed, many to be restored, many to be brought back to life, many to come back into their callings because of the mercy that's coming out. The mercy seat you are. The mercy seat you are. Let the mercy out everywhere you go, everyone. Release the anointing of mercy.